Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I talk to creative types about how they do what they do, and this week I'm talking to my first graphic novelist that I've ever had on the podcast. His name is Joel Craig, and he has written a graphic novel called Journey to Gatopia. That is very fun. It features Julianne Moore, Madonna, Faye Dunaway's evil twin, everything you need for a good graphic novel. Um, but before we get to the interview, I want to get a plug-in for this weekend's Mismatch Games. If you're in L.A., come to the L.A. Gay and Lesbian Center's Renberg Theater, Friday night at 8, Saturday night at 8. Completely different panel and different questions each night. Um, it's going to be super fun. It's 15 bucks. Money goes to the L.A. Gay Center's, uh, GLBT Center's Homeless Youth Program, and it's going to be a wild and woolly time. And you can learn more about that at LA Gay Center. No, wait, that's not right. LALGBTCenter.org. Okay, they changed their address. And you can learn more about that at LALGBTCenter.org backslash theater with an R-E. Okay, um, I have pets in my room now as I'm recording. They all just come running because they want to, they just want to be edified. Um, the cat just wandered in. What else do I want to mention? Oh, I want to mention my Patreon group. I post one extra episode every month, and you can get that for as little as a dollar a month, and I'm about to post the next one in a few days, so that'll be really fun. Um, go to DennisAnyone.net. You can see pictures that go with different podcasts. You can also email me. You can give me a virtual tip that helps me pay for the expenses that come with the podcast. I really appreciate that. You can also order your own observation deck um, through my website, DennisAnyone.net. Um, I think that's enough plugs. So without any further ado, here is this week's guest, Joel Craig. Hey there, I'm coming to you from the border of Silver Lake and Los Feliz in LA, and I'm in the home of my guest today. He's the author of the graphic novel Journey to Gatopia, Joel Craig. Hey! Hi! I was going to say welcome, but I'm in your home, so it feels a little weird. But welcome, welcome to the podcast. To Thank you. Um, so you've written this uh, graphic novel, Journey to Gatopia. Uh -huh. It tickled me so much because it features Madonna jokes. Uh -huh. You've got... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you got Faye Dunaway's evil twin, mm -hmm. which seems like that's kind of redundant. She seems like Faye is the evil one, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's a really fun story. Um, why don't you break down for our listeners just the just the basic synopsis of the graphic novel? Well, basically, uh, the characters are Joel Craig, myself, and C. Stephen Foster, actor friend of mine. We right. have just been cast on the. Julianne Moore and Madonna half-hour comedy show. Which I want to see that show so badly. I wish that there was a, even a pilot tape we could get our hands on. Okay, and then things don't go so smooth. Well, what happens is Madonna makes the mistake of taking acting lessons from Mae Dunaway from this... And she, Mae Dunaway lives in an alternate parallel universe. Right. And she... Uh, kidnaps Madonna to put her into her fountain of youth potion. Right, okay. So... Julianne Moore sends us to go rescue Madonna so that she can come back and finish the show. Right. And then we meet a bunch of people there, and we're trying to rescue her. And and you you wind, end up in a place called Gaytopia. Yes. Which made me smile because it's like they always talk about, you know, the anti-gay people used to say, oh, well, can't we just put them all on an island? And I always thought, that's some kind of, that sounds kind of fun. Yeah. So this is like a planet. Yeah. Where everything's gay and everything's fabulous. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Where did the first germ of the idea come from? The very beginnings of this idea. Well, 
actually, it came from I wanted to escape my life. Right. So, <laughs> so I, I think made, we've all been there. <laughs> we've all been there. So I, I created this imaginary world. What, what had happened was I, I wrote my first graphic novel, um, Welcome to uh, Nursing Hell O, and it was more serious. It was about right. My first few years as a as a nurse, and um, I wanted to do something totally fun. N- not about my life, just right. fantasy. Escapist. So, escapist, because I really needed to escape. Right. So um, I thought, well, what's my fantasy to, to be an actor and to be in an alternate parallel universe like Star Wars? Right. So I just kind of combined the two of them. And there you go. And the next <laughs> thing you know, I also love this idea of Julianne Moore and Madonna having a comedy comedy show together. Yeah. Now, I understand Julianne Moore is like your favorite actress. Is yes. that right? Oh, Yes. When did when did you fall in love with her? It was far, early on. Yeah, Far from Heaven. Oh yeah, uh, well, delicious. What happened was I started just seeing the, the movies I would go to. She would just happen to be in right. And and uh, well, Boogie Nights was I think with the start of it really. She's amazing in that yeah. movie. Yeah. So cokey. Yeah. Yeah, the best. <laughs> and then it just and then uh, after Far from Heaven, I just was like. Wow, and and I and I look at people who my favorite who I re- those are the people I really like to wa- watch the most. I mean, yes, Meryl Streep is 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 great and everything, but Julianne Moore, I, I, she's just fascinating as a person. It seems yeah. like, and she puts it there. Yeah, I got to do a, a phone interview with her really? once. Yeah, and she was really fun. Uh-huh. I really liked her vibe and her energy. She wasn't yeah. too serious. Yes, she was playful. She gets it. It's good. Were you very happy when she won the Oscar? Yes. Ecstatic? Yes. yes. Yeah. I, I, that movie was heartbreaking. So, when, when she went for, oh, Still Alice. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. So, when you write a graphic novel, how do you start? Do you start with the story? Do you start with images? What is the process of creating a graphic novel? Well, I started with an idea that I would write down. And sometimes the idea in my head, it, it's, and that I write down, it just doesn't work. So I have to get down a, a pretty much a arc of the story, right? And then I start drawing little pictures and with dialogue, right? And then as I uh, keep going, the the pictures and the dialogue, I just keep redoing them, and then the the story. It's like a combination of the both that they meld together. They sort of come together. Yeah, kind of like music and lyrics when people talk about writing music. Yeah. Um, do you write? By hand, or is it something you do on the computer? Is the computer involved, I guess, in the creating? Well, uh, for this one, uh, I wrote in hand, on yeah. hand first, with a, uh, and I scanned the images in, and then I used Photoshop to color them. Oh, okay. So they're, they're, you sketch them in black and white, and then you scan yeah. them in, and then you use Photoshop to color yeah. them in. That's so interesting. Yeah. So there must have been how many, image, how many individual images? How many panels? Uh, well, what I did is I put on one eight and a half by 11 paper, I right. have the six panels okay. for the page. And so I would just, uh, there was a lot of pages. And yeah, some that so I'd you would do six on, a, six on a page. Yeah. When I first got it, I opened the file, and the, one of the first images I saw was the red-headed, red-headed and I'm like, that's Julianne Moore. <laughs> okay. And But there's very little... Drawing there. There's not a lot. A shape of a face, some eyes and hair. It's amazing to me how you can capture a likeness of somebody Mm -hmm. such that somebody could say, oh, that's Julianne Moore, with not a lot of detail. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's remarkable. Did you, have you always been able to draw? Was that always something you did as a kid? No, um, not at all. I was, I would just draw like, they were really bad. Right. And so I, I, really what happened, I started drawing really when I first started working as a nurse and I couldn't do theater anymore. I'm an right. actor also. And right. I couldn't, because of the schedule, I would right. work every other weekend. So I, it just spilled out into drawing these little pictures. It became your creative outlet. Yeah. I love it. How would you describe the animation style? Because it's kind of got that Simpsons family guy kind of, there's a crudeness mm-hmm. to it. Um, so, yeah, how would you describe it? I guess that's, that's, that's a really good uh, description. Uh, if, if from the other novel, somebody had compared it to Harvey P. Carr. Right. Uh, in the, well, I think more so in the writing. Um, but, uh, yeah, you described it perfectly. There you go. That's my gig. <laughs> when you do the text in a graphic novel, uh-huh. do you ty- is there typing or do you write the letters by hand? I type it. Yeah, so there's a font. Okay. Yeah. I was, yeah, no, that's cool. How long did it take start to finish, do you think, to create this? Two years. That's a lot. Yeah. What a great thing. <laughs> And did you kind of know where the story was going to go, or did you just kind of start and, and follow the your way? first year, I did not know where it was going yeah. to go. After the first year, I knew exactly where it was going to go. Yeah. And it was just redrawing the pages, uh, touching up the pages, fixing things that I had drawn that I'm like, that doesn't look good at all. Right. So it was a lot of that. Uh, so it was a year into it, really. And you used a lot of people in your life as yes, characters. Yes, Did they know that they were going to be in the book? Yes, and they liked that. And yeah. Well, well, also, I did that partly because uh, may, they might help me market it. Right, there you go. <laughs> it's like, how many Twitter followers do you have? Not enough? I'm sorry you're out. Right? That's smart. Yeah. That's cool. Like, your friend, um, the other actor in the piece... Is a good act, a good friend of yours, right? See Stephen Foster, right? Yes, he was in the movie Hidden Hills, um, and then Donovan, who's a, a character, and he's a musician. Yes, your husband. And I put two of his CDs in your little grab. Ah, thank you. I'm bag. excited to look at it. Yeah, you have a full on uh, a couple of little shout outs to him in the thing. Yes, yeah, yes. get a plug in for his music. Yeah, um, I loved near the end in, in Gaytopia. There is a Mount Rushmore uh-huh. type landmark, but it's all gay divas. Yeah, and I. I recognized Betty Davis. Uh-huh. It looked like Joan Crawford. Uh-huh. And the other two, I wasn't sure. Well, the other way was supposed to be Mae Dunaway. Okay. And then the other one was... One of them was your villain. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And one is uh, Greta Garbo. Okay. That was the one I... Yeah. Okay. But I love the the uh, Mount Rushmore. And then you have them climbing on it. Yeah. Like, uh, is it North by Northwest? Yes. That's where I got that. I'm like, it'd be cool to have something like that. Yeah. Um, so I just... Now, are you a fan of graphic novels? Do you read a lot of them? I'm, I'm a little bit picky with what right. I read, um, but I do, uh, I have a few that I like. I mean, I haven't read very many at all. I read Fun Home when uh-huh. that came out and got all kinds of acclaim. Yeah. That might be sort of it, but is there much of a, um, a GLBT presence in that genre? I don't think there is, because, uh, for example, the, what's the um, Lambda? I don't know if they they really... Even have keep, an award for keep, it? They, I, they, I think they do, which right. I kind of missed their awards this year. I mean, I kind of missed the entrance because I published it like a day late. But, but they, I don't think they review a lot. And I was right. trying to get them to review my book. But I think that there needs to be more. Right. Because um, there's only a, really a handful I can think of. Uh, 
And then there's, um, lately I've been reading, I was kidnapped by lesbian pirates from outer space. Which, right. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, there needs to be more because I think. That would be a good double feature with this. Yeah. Because you have space. Yes. You have gay stuff. Yeah. Because I think there needs to be, I think one thing I want to do the graphic novel genre is to have not just the gay characters to be little sidelines. Right. Be, I wanted them to be. The, the main the protagonist, so that they could, so everybody could see that. Well, this is normal. This isn't. It isn't. You don't have to say, "Oh, and we have a gay person in this story." It's. It's like, okay, this person's gay. This person's straight. This person, or, or they don't even say that the story's about this person. Right. Um, that's kind of what I would, you know, my my dream. But there was there's some romance in the in the uh-huh. novel, and I think at one point yeah. they talk about they kiss, but they wanted it to be in close up. Yeah. Right. Like they come yeah. out of that. They kind of break the fourth wall in a way. Yeah. And then the next frame is them in close-up kissing. Yeah. See, I, so that's like a great way of kind of um, including things that we the, that young gay people probably would love to yeah. to see and appreciate. Oh yeah. Could you imagine reading something like this when you were growing up? That's what I wish I had. Where did you grow up? Uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Oh wow! I want to go to Nashville. I just put it on my vision board because mm-hmm. I've never been and I like music. Yeah. Do you, did you like growing up in Nashville? What was it like? It was it was like a suburb. Mm-hmm. Now you you went to Ball State University. No, no. Oh, there was a okay. I went to Arizona State. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, okay. but but did you ever go to the Bluebird Cafe? Uh, I've never been there. That's where like country yeah. aspiring country people go. We, and we tried to get tickets. With, uh, we were standing in a, a big a big long line because we didn't get them in advance, and yeah. we couldn't get in. I mean, right. it's, it's like out the door. It's it's nuts. It's so popular and crazy. But, Do you like country music? No, I, I I wish I did. Then I could just stay there and just, right. You know, I could have lived in my parents' home and, and just play the guitar and listen to Trisha Yearwood like yeah. I do. So you like the country music? I like the women of country a uh-huh. lot. Loretta Lynn? No, no. <laughs> I like the young, the I like your Trishas, your Rebas, okay. your Winonas. Uh-huh. I liked Keith Urban's last album. It's very poppy. Uh-huh. I don't know. So I do. I like some. Stuff and I like the way they tell stories and uh-huh. their characters and oh, yeah. I like that stuff. Oh, and the guy, the hot guy, Sam Hunt. Do you know uh-huh. who he is? Not exactly. He had a huge hit this year with Body Like a Back Road, but he's super hot. Mm-hmm. Like he's got biceps and he's kind of a dude, bro. Yeah, I like him a lot. Is he? He's not gay, is he? I don't think so. Uh-huh. I don't think so. We can. Um, <laughs> I also love that you have references to the morning pages, which is like the artist way thing. Yes, but you kind of it's kind of an. You kind of make fun of it a little bit. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Are you a fan <laughs> of that thing? Um, I was years and years ago, like 20 years ago. Yeah. But then um, my friend Stephen Foster, he um, would uh, teach an acting class and he would incorporate that. And I'm like, I don't want to do morning pages. This is ridiculous. And then <laughs> and then he kind of makes fun of it too because he said he went to this uh, seminar she was at and she's right. like, um, I can't uh, uh, sign um, autographs because of the, the fluorescent lighting is, is hurting my eyes or... I, just, she literally wouldn't sign autographs because the Florence, like, yeah. Yeah, it was just something ridiculous. And I'm right. like, it's all good. He can make fun of her a little bit, too. Yeah. Um, but, but I loved it. But it felt very <laughs> true to me. It felt like the things that we all do when you're, especially in L.A., trying to be creative. You're, yeah. like, trying to do all of these things that you think might give you an edge. Yeah. I mean, I just talked about a vision board. I mean, please. Yeah. Um, I have two favorite lines okay. that I, I did the uh, screen capture thing because okay. I wanted to share them with you. Okay, this is Julianne Moore. Do you want to read this or do you want me to read it? You read it. Okay, this is Julianne Moore saying, um, 
Madonna, Madge, Esther, or whatever you want to call yourself this week, no more smart aleck backtalk from you, or I will slap you harder than I did before in that piece of crap body of evidence that I only did for the money when I was starting out as a young actress. <laughs> I, lo- <laughs> I love the, the, the run on. Yeah. And you feel like that's what she'd say in interviews if anyone ever asked her about it. Uh-huh. Like she only did it for money when I was starting out as a young actress. <laughs> I, like, I like a shout out to Body of Evidence. Yeah. Yeah. It's so bad. It's like, Have you that's... seen it recently? I don't know if I've ever seen it all the way through. Oh, you should. Yeah, Madonna, <laughs> she does something sexy on a car or something, right? Yes, Madonna? with William Defoe. Right. She drips this candle wax. Oh, right. I'm like, oh my God, that must hurt. And then later in the piece, I think it's in this one. Uh-huh. I love this. Um, Madonna is apologizing to the guys, and she says, I'm sorry I've been such a bitch. It's part of my brand. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It is part of her brand. Yeah. Well, like, some, one time... She had I, to go to Malawi mm-hmm. for anyone to think she might be nice. Yeah. That's yeah. a bit of a leap. So... There was some sort of contract that... It, and and um, my husband was reading to me about that she was getting money for this and this and this. And it said she was getting money for just being Madonna. And I'm like... Oh, like, that's... That's like our brand you right. know, for just being ourselves. Yeah, she should get it. Yeah. She should get it. So when you work, where are you at? Are you at a desk? Are you in a uh, Starbucks? Are you, you, how does your, like I think when I think of writing, I mm-hmm. think of like you want to get in the zone or whatever. What yeah. do you do to do that for yourself? Uh, usually I'm here. Yeah. I'm here in the, uh, there's a, a spare room that we have that uh, have a drawing board in there. That's right. And on the bed, I can just sit there on the bed and just write in the notebook. There you go. Yeah. You, so when you say back to the drawing board, you literally go back to a drawing board. Yes. You have a drawing board. Yes. Do a you, drafting board, I guess you'd call it. So you don't, because you color on Photoshop, you don't use marker, colored markers or whatever. I don't. I've tried that before, and I would have trouble with the colors looking... They look kind of right, weird. and also if you mess up, you're you're screwed. Whereas yeah. with Photoshop, you can, you can do something different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what kind of pens do you use when you're doing your original sketches? It's these. Um, you have you have to have your special pens that you love. I forget what they're called. They're um, there's these special art pens, and some of them are like a a point three, point two. You get you get little different little right. nibs, and so you can sometimes you can make the. Uh, Make them thicker or thinner, and I, it's, I forget what I had because I haven't used them in a long time. I've been right. working on this computer so much. I want to get back to the to the actual drawing, drawing. but you do. You have to have the right kind of special yeah. pens. You putting yourself in as a character. Do you get to sort of live out a fantasy of I don't know, live out a fantasy of being a, a superhero or a, what's that like? Yeah, it's it's fun because I mean I, I think you know you. You've been an actor before. You get to where you get to do roles. You get to do things that you normally wouldn't get to do. Right. Um, yeah, I'd love to fly in a spaceship. I'd love to zap people. And no, I'm not really killing them. You're just sort of shrinking them. them or stunning them. Stunning them. Yeah. 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 So it's 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 uh, it's kind of fun. Um, do you have a sequel in mind? Like if other adventures that they would go on? Yes, I do. I, well, I have. It's it's just an idea, sure. Um, but I, I actually I've been thinking a little bit more. Of, I would love to turn this into an animated series, right? If I could find an animator, I know that you didn't didn't you do a little animated I, uh, uh, years ago? I yeah. did. I worked on something that's, called Dipshits. That's, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. But, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of amazing what people can do in animation. Yeah. I didn't know that much about it, but uh-huh. yeah, I need to go back and look at um, Body of Evidence. 
So um, when did you become a nurse? Uh, it was uh, 2007. Right. Was when I graduated from nursing school. I had a friend that's in nursing school. It's intense as hell. Uh, it's all consuming, right? Yeah. When you're becoming a nurse, like how many years of training is it? Well, I took my prerequisites. I'd already had a bachelor's bachelor's degree, so I was able to transfer some of those credits for like the speech requirement and all those. Right. But I had to. I had for the uh, prerequisites. I had like some science classes. Right. And so that took me uh, maybe a year, year and a half, and then I went to two year nursing school and got an associate's degree. Great. Where do you work now? I work. Um, I work. I um, do surveys. Uh, in the nursing homes. I see. Yeah. Oh, so you go around and do surveys. So you, yeah. so you're not actually like in a hospital. You're, you're not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. What was that like? It was, it was tough. Um, because sometimes it, uh, the different patients, they can be very difficult, but sometimes you also have nurses that can be very difficult too. Right. And doctors. So sometimes it's real, it's kind of hard to navigate through yeah. all of that. I've only spent a, a couple of days in the hospital ever uh-huh. in my life, but I remember the nurses more okay. than the doctors because okay. they're the ones that really yeah. took care of you. Was that was it moving to be that person for a lot of people? At times, yes. Yeah. Because you were able to see people go home yeah. and get better. Uh, it's, you know, it was it was very... A very fulfilling. Yeah. yeah. And now you do, do surveys with people in nursing homes, older people, obviously. Yeah. What have you observed about them in terms of what they value or, you know, I don't know. Whenever I meet somebody older, I, I'm always curious to know what they've learned, what they, what advice they would have for younger people or what really matters in the, in the end. Well, I think that um, it looks like a lot of people don't really value what the older people have to say. Right. And I think that they should be holding classes that they teach to teach us because they have so much to offer. Right. Um, and I think that once people really start to hopefully realize that more, I think that it would be, it'd be really good. And the older people could get more care. And right. The things they really need. Right. Do you, do you sit down and talk with them and, and, mm-hmm. or are you just doing, do you have the survey that you need to do or do you ever just have regular conversations? A little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. Do you go to the same people over and over or do you kind of move around? I move around. I mean, we have a lot of places to cover. So, yeah. um, uh, so I kind of move around. I don't really, sometimes I, I get to, you know, I went to the survey this year. I go back to the same place next year. Sometimes not. It just right. kind of, it varies. When did you come to LA? Uh, 1995. What's your first memory of it when you first got here? Uh, driving, like driving on the 134 and the um, the 210 in Pasadena, and right. just looking at the mountains, and it was just beautiful. Right, and the traffic was moving. Yeah, it there was. There you go. It was. I mean, there's always traffic. Right. Um, but it was. It was. It was. It was, it was magic because it was. I used to, I was in Chicago before that, and it was really cold, and so it was kind of nice to to come out here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as bad as it is, it's always pretty sunny most of the time. Nice. What did you come out here to pursue? Acting. Acting? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. What was it like um, when you were here? Were you doing theater, or were you auditioning and well, and uh, trying to get yourself out there? Well, I I was uh, I was a little bit auditioning, but 
I started a theater group with my friends, with Stephen Foster and a few other people called Off Hollywood. And we be- would perform out of the Hudson Avenue Theater on Monday nights. Oh, yeah. Do our on own... Santa Monica Boulevard. Yeah. yeah. Right, fun. And we do our own works. Um, and that's how I met Donovan. We were in a play together. And there then you go. We just, you know, like 18 years later. Wow. <laughs> so so uh, I don't want to be say I'm old or anything, but... Well... <laughs> I get it. I'm yeah. with, I'm in the same boat with you. Yeah. So you guys met doing a play. Yeah. Did you know right away? Or did somebody ask the other one out? How did that work? Well, I knew for a while that I yeah. liked him before yeah. I asked, before we, they, our friends tried to put us together. Right. So they did. And yeah. It, it, and then it just. The rest is history. History. Yeah. So I read that you got married twice. Yes. Where, where were the two different ceremonies? Uh, the first one was in San Francisco in 2004. Right. I think it was in February. And then that was invalidated. And then again in 2008 before the election. In that window of time. Yes. Yeah. And so we were allowed to stay married after that. Right. But other people, other uh, same-sex couples could, could not, not get married. Get married. So yeah. we were kind of like in a... A different little right. small group. I have, I have other friends that ran in during the window the, mm-hmm. the last few days. So where was the second wedding? It was in the city of West Hollywood. It yeah. was by... Um, it was just one of the the people who were performing the ceremonies. Right. It was just the two of us. And, nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, and you've been together 19 years. 18. 18 we, years. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Does he write songs about you? Uh, uh, well, he wrote this song called "He's Acting Crazy Again." That's on his. <laughs> that's on his first album, uh, and uh, I, I don't think I don't listen to that song. It's, right. Yeah. But but um, he does. He does, and he writes some good songs. Was that too. was that he, was that about you? Uh, yeah. And did he say this is about you, or did you just kind of figure it out? A little both. <laughs> and then he wrote this other song called "Bad Boys Black Leather." That's not exactly about me, but we have a, a video and we're in leather and. That's it's fun. Sexy. I like that. Can people watch that? Is that online? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, type in at YouTube, Bad Boys Black Leather. Right. Donovan Holden. Okay. And uh, and it'll come up. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Okay, <laughs> we leave here. Okay, you pick some questions from the observation deck. Okay. What's your favorite bad movie? Uh, I was... Trog. Trog. Joan Crawford. Yes. You do a shout out to that in, your, in the, uh, the graphic novel as well. Yeah. Have you watched it a bunch of times? I have not lately, but I have, and it's really. Good. What did you think of Feud? Did you watch it? Yes, that I was, it was really good. Yeah, I really. And they spent so much time on the Joan part of the story. Yeah, and they they showed her making Trog. It was just, it was incredible. Yeah, it's just yeah. crazy to think that there she was. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. I bet you have a good answer to this. What celebrity death hit you the hardest? Carrie Fisher. Yeah, I felt like she was. I mean, I'm not like. Uh, like a working actor, but I felt like she's almost like a colleague, an older colleague. Yeah. And she was very honest about her, her mental illness and she was able to make jokes out of it. Yeah. And I think people with, you know, with, even if it's something maybe not as extreme as hers, maybe it's depression or something. I I think it, it really opened up the door for people to talk about those types of things. Yeah. How has being a nurse and working in that world mm-hmm. affected your art, whether it be as an actor or as a writer or creating, you know, this graphic novel? I would think it sort of, you see a lot of humanity. You probably mm-hmm. have a lot of empathy and compassion. I would think it sort of um, 
makes you more sensitive in some ways. It does. I mean, it's it's very interesting. Um, it's I have you know I have like mixed feelings because sometimes it's it is very difficult. It's very hard. Yeah. But uh, it's overall, it's been I think been more of a, a good experience than. In your, in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you meet so many different kinds of people, you yeah. know, as a oh, writer, yeah. just like the kind of characters yes. you see. I can put the, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was your worst audition or job interview? Uh, that was with um, the guy in the disaster artist. Um, uh, Tommy Wiseau? Tommy Wiseau, yes. That guy. You auditioned with him? I auditioned him? for him. He oh was, my God, that's amazing. It was after The Room. It was in 2007. And he had this audition about these... these. He said it was about these people in this apartment complex uh, in different different apartments. And he had his audition as a group. Right. And I'm like... And it was long... And he was asking, he was asking us to, to cry on cue, and he said, and he said that to me, and I'm like, I couldn't do it, and I was like, oh, maybe I'm bad, but then I was like, that's that's, oh, wow. that's ridiculous, and then it was, and then I had to, I had to lead to go someplace, and I was like, oh, I was, thank God, I left early, <laughs> right? You would have been in there all day, but yes. at the time, you didn't know him as the guy from the room and the disaster artist. You just thought he was some guy, right? Well, I'd heard of the room. And I think I might have looked him up and I saw his picture, but I didn't know anything about him. Yeah. I knew nothing about him. I just saw his his picture and then I, I saw him and he looked kind Did of you odd. know any of the other um, actors. actors in the group? No. You just had to audition as a group. <laughs> I wonder if that movie or whatever it was ever existed. I think it was in 2007 there was uh, some sort of series called Neighbors or it's, a, it's something that uh, he... Did I don't think there's very many episodes of it. If you yeah. look on IMDb or something. That's wild. Yeah. And now he's in the disaster artist. Yeah. Okay. Who was your biggest celebrity crush when you were a teenager? Uh, Patrick Duffy. Okay. And on Dallas, because he used to swim in the pool. Yes. And, and, and I think you write about that in there too, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I liked when Trapper John MD, that <gasps> shot at him in the opening credits. Oh. Was he in the shower? What was Greg, Gregory uh, Harrison? Yes, he was in the shower. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And then he did that stripper movie. For Ladies I, Only. I didn't get to see it, but I, I remember one It time, holds up. Oh, I want to see that because I was coming home from church with yeah. my mom when I was a kid and I, and I saw like the last part of it. I'm like, Oh, I wish I could, I want to see this, but I didn't want my parents to right. see that I was interested because I was thinking, you know, they think, Oh, he's gay. Or I wrote a whole <laughs> chapter on male stripper movies in my second book. And that was one of them. That, and, Is that the two and three? Um, it's called screening party. Screen- it's the okay. second book. But we did a whole chapter on stripper movies, and that's one of them. So I, I know it better than anyone should probably know that movie. Okay. He was one of the producers. He was, like, the guy behind it. Uh-huh. So it wasn't like somebody made him play a stripper. Yeah. He was like, I want to play a stripper. You, <laughs> were you um, raised religious growing up? Yes. Like Southern Baptist or? Uh, Nazarene, which is kind of like a Baptist. Yeah. Yeah. What was your coming out like? Oh, it was, uh, well, I it, I was uh, in Indianapolis at Butler University. I was I was pursuing a dance, uh, a performing arts degree, a dance major. And um, I told a friend of mine that I trusted. And then he told this other friend of his who, like, announced it to the world. Oh, my God. And so it was, it was very uh, difficult. And then I had... Right, because you weren't in control of it. Yeah, and then, the, and then at the same time, the guys, the, the jocks in the hallway, they said, 
this they would they said um they would call me names and then um and I said, okay, well, I said, I, it bothered me at first. And I said, okay, why don't you, you call me this instead? Or, or when I walk by, uh, why don't you call, uh, hum the team, the, the song pretty woman, but instead say pretty man. Right. And I, I, they did. And I loved it. And then they, they left me alone after that. They actually, I started a forum in the hallway and they, they <laughs> asked me questions if I was gay. And I, I told them. And, and then after that, they, they respected me and left me alone. You gave them notes on their bullying and they took it. Yeah. They took the note. Yeah. That's good. You turned yeah. it around. Yeah. I'm proud of you. What was it like with your family and stuff and your religious background? Uh, well, my mother, I've all, I'd all, ha, she's uh, passed away now. I'd always had uh, problems over the years. Mm-hmm. She always loved me and she's always supported me. They, and my parents have been, were, were great. They've always been supported of me. She's, she's had a, a problem. My dad, oh my gosh, when I told my dad, I thought he was going to disown me, but he accepted me one time when uh he and he loved donovan and i went home and he was showing me uh on tv this cable show called out and about Mm -hmm. in nashville and i'm like he found this and then he was showing this he was right he was so supportive that's amazing i can't imagine my father like showing like hey this you might find this interesting were you religious too well i was raised mormon but my my only my mother was mormon my father wasn't Uh and our family wasn't that religious but you know it wasn't as um i had friends that were much more Uh uh, devout and where it was really there was a lot more pressure around it for me Uh there wasn't that much pressure Oh, related to Mormonism. Although I did get kicked out, kind of. (laughs) I, uh, I probably told this story before on the podcast, but I, I was, I quit going to church around like 17, 18. Uh Um, and then like 20 years have gone by, maybe longer. (laughs) And the Mormons can track you down and they find you. And so I had missionaries start to come to my door in North Hollywood and they would just come and check on you and whatever. They were friendly. It's kind of a good thing anyway. Uh Um, it could be, (laughs) but one time, um, the Bishop came, who's like the head of the ward of that area. And my, I had a boyfriend at the time and we were watching that show, Rick and Steve, uh, the gay Lego show on logo. And, um, he came and he, and he was there and, and I was just not in the mood to bullshit. So I said, um, actually I'm gay. And I'm here watching the show with my boyfriend, so this isn't really a very good time. And when I told him I was gay, I th- I, he decided, oh, now he had a cause. And so he ended up, like, sending me literature about mm-hmm. homosexuality that the church had or whatever. And then he called me up and... Uh, asked me about it. And he said, did you get the literature that I sent? Did you read it? I said, yeah, I got it. He goes, did you read it? And I go, I skimmed it. And he goes, well, what do you think? I said, look, I'm gay. That's not going to change. What are my options? And he goes, well, you can write a letter and have yourself taken off the church rolls. I'm like, what's the address? And I did it. Did it on my um, Hannah Montana stationery. I did. I just <laughs> add that part as a joke to, to set it in time. But yeah, like they, he wasn't having it. Like I think a lot of other people in the church, especially since then, are probably a little more lax about that. But once I said I was gay, he was like, he was either going to change me or I don't know. But yeah, so I'm no longer in the church roles. Uh, so there you go. What movie have you seen more than any other? That's another question you picked. 
I would have to say Star Wars. Yeah, the original. Yeah. Yeah, not one or two or three, no. No, people act <laughs> like those didn't even happen. What did you think of the last one, The Last Jedi? I liked it. I, I And I liked it because uh, the old characters, Luke and Leia, they had more of a part in it. The, the, one bef- the movie before that was good, the, uh, but they, they didn't have, uh, uh, you know, big parts. And it, this one was more touching, especially with, you know, with Carrie Fisher. Yeah, um, floating through the sky. Oh my god, that was that. I'd never seen that before. I'm like, that is perfect. Yeah, yeah. It was so weird when you think of it. You know the yeah. way it was, and he was so good, Mark Hamill, yeah. like yeah. a really good acting. Yeah. Um, what's your best random celebrity sighting? Oh, um, oh, do I, I don't know if I asked that one, but um, uh, probably. Um, uh, it's all right. Uh, probably, I, I can only think of. Oh, I saw Lily Tomlin at the Gay and Lesbian Center one time. That's awesome. And I gave her this this flyer to this show I was in. And, yeah, it's kind of fun. That's cool. Is she nice? Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, she's great. And do you watch Grace and Frankie? The one yes. show? That I, I'm like three seasons behind, but I love oh, that it exists. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I don't know. I can't get on board with the vibrator business they've got going. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's great, though. Yeah. I... I wonder if they got that from maybe somebody who who really did it. Started it. Yeah. All right. Here's the last one that you okay. picked. If there was a doll of you that talked, what would it say when you pulled the string? Oh, um, I was I was born to I was born to make people laugh, and I'm going to do it. Damn it! I love it. That's good. A <laughs> little bit of swearing at the end. Bring it home. <laughs> Um, is that something that you believe? You, you've, you've thought about this in terms of your acting and your writing, that there is a, a bit of a calling to it. I think so. I, I, I mean, I try to make people laugh in my everyday life yeah. because it, it kind of, if, even if they're down, it takes them out a few seconds from whatever problem they're having. Um, I, I, in some ways, I do think it's a calling. Um, that's awesome. Or it's just something that's That matters to you. Me. Yeah, and it matters, yeah. That's good. Yeah. I love that. What, what would you say? What would your doll say? Um, I don't know. I know that I say the word right a lot. I've uh-huh. listened to the podcast and I'm like, stop saying right, Dennis. It's enough. Um, I decided my theme for the year is kiss my ass. Uh-huh. Because I <laughs> need to get a little saltier in my, in my dealings. Um, yeah. I don't know what I would say. Okay. I don't know. Um, where can people find out more about your book and how can they get their hands on it? Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So it's on Amazon.com. Yeah. Look for jo- Journey to Gay... Gaytopia. Have you signed books yet? I'm not. Uh, I, when I've mailed them out to people, yeah. I haven't had a book signing yet. I know, but it's fun to sign well, I, them, right? sign I have to sign your book, You too. have to. Yeah. And then you open with a, a board game yeah. uh, dedicated to your husband. Is yeah. this like his life path? Yeah. It's, it's, it starts from his when he first burned down the, the clubhouse of the this the place where his parents uh, had, uh, they, they managed a golf course up until um, he's doing his music. We did a web series and then uh, Bad Boys Black Leather. I love it. So he burned down the clubhouse? <laughs> well, he didn't burn it down. He, he set it on fire. <laughs> he said, but it got put out. He, okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. So why did he do that? Because he was a kid and he was just yeah, being just mischievous? Yeah, a kid, yeah. Oh, and then he told the nurses in, um, in school that... His favorite disciple was Judas. Yeah. And he would get... He got in trouble for that. Yeah. 
That's a big thing. Well, Judas is kind of he's a he's a bad boy. Everyone, you know, sometimes yeah. you love bad boys. Yeah. I I think you should do you should market this as a thing that people can get. You know, could have a catered board game to them like this. I would. Yeah, it's fun because you capture all the likenesses. I have the nursing board game in the the other book I put in your grab. Oh, that's fun. I'll check it out. (laughs) Like this is an Etsy idea right here. You you pick like, Uh you know, 10 things from your life and then you make this board game. I love it. It's really cool. Thank you. It's fun. Um, Look at that. (laughs) Um, And do you have on social media any Twitters or anything you want to promote that way? Uh, Twitter. uh, My Twitter is, um, I guess it would be at Joel Craig Ryder. Um, And I use that some. And sometimes my Facebook posts to my Twitter. There you go. Um, And uh, and you have a website as well. Yes. And JoelCraig.com. A-N-D. JoelCraig.com. Yeah. yeah, I get the and. You know, yeah. like the people in the movies that get the and. Right, like Anne Marianne, or yes, yes. it's always yes. the last credit. Yeah. But they're supposed to be sort of beefed up. Yeah. They, they're, they're higher up than if they'd come like third. Yeah, that's that's why I put it like that. Right. Yeah. It's not top billing, but it's pretty special. Yes. That's the idea. All right, thank you. This has been thank really you. fun talking to you. Thanks for the book. It's super fun to read. If you guys want a fun um, graphic gay novel to read, Check out Journey to Gaytopia on Amazon. Um, last question. Why do you write? I write because uh, to write parts for myself. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> so it's a means to an end. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because you know what? If Tommy Wiseau ain't going to cast you, you got to do something. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, Joel. It's been really fun talking to you. Thank you, Dennis. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks again to Joel Craig. You can check out his graphic novel, Journey to Gaytopia, on Amazon. All right, so this happened. Uh, So I'm going to New York City on Valentine's Day for about a week, and I'm going to be doing live cast interviews there. And funny enough, I have more clients in New York than L.A., it seems. But I'm doing like five interviews over five or six days. Hopefully going to see some friends, take in some sights, maybe a show. Um, But if you know somebody in New York that would like to get a live cast interview done... Um, send them to getalifecast.com and they can check it out and, and reach out to me and we can make it happen. I also want to do a play test of my You Don't Know My Life game out there with some friends, but I need to think of a central place where people can show up and play a game. That sounds like a tall order for New York, where they'll let you hang out for a couple of hours if you buy coffees and stuff. Any ideas? Any thoughts? Anyone? Bueller? All right. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I haven't been to New York in a couple of years. I love to go to the High Line. Um, I'm a friend of the High Line. At least I used to be when I had a little more money coming in. And I still get their literature. And I feel like I invented it because I once donated, you know, 15 bucks. But anyway, it'll be fun. I'm excited. So that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Come to the Mismatch Game if you're around L.A. this weekend. And we'll see you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye. Bye.